This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Post-match chat with chaps about Millwall podcast where it finished at the den. Millwall 2... Preston North End nil and that is job done that's all that mattered the three points it didn't matter how we got them what was really important was that we got the three points against a team that were breathing down our necks and were the form team coming into this game they'd won five out of six before this game whereas contrary for us we hadn't even scored a goal in four but look we should all be really really pleased with that probably wasn't the best performance but as I say who cares we needed the three points and that's all that matters and um Ultimately, it was down to a couple of moments of quality that got us over the line. So uh, just before I sort of go into my sort of in-depth piece, as I say, I'm going to do sort of three key points to take away uh, from yesterday's game, um, just to sort of, if it will come to listen to my voice for 30 minutes, basically. Um, And my key three points for yesterday was um, we played much better at Hull. First point, we played much, much better at Hull. Um, we created more opportunities against Hull. I think we created 22 goal-scoring opportunities up there and obviously we walked away with absolutely nothing and we felt hard done by. And I think Preston can probably feel a bit hard done by yesterday. Um, I think Ryan Lowe summed it up perfectly. They were the better team and if I'm honest, I think they were. But ultimately, when it mattered, we had quality in both boxes. And I think we'll get into the goals, but a couple of magic moments from um, ZM Fleming, I think, just showed his quality. A great ball in for the first goal and then a superb finish for the second goal. Don't underestimate that. Um, and then ultimately some really resilient defending um, from the likes of Sean Hutchinson and Scott Malone, who uh, it got us over the line. So I think that's the first point I want to make, that there wasn't much in the two teams, if I'm being honest. And I think Preston will fall hard done by, but that's exactly how we felt against Hull. And if you'd have given me the opportunity to win one of those games, it would have definitely been the Preston game. So that's the first point. The second one was um, scoring early was key. So obviously we took the lead, um, you know, quite early on in the game. And I think that really just took a load of pressure off of us. Coincidentally, um, I'm going to contradict what I just said there. And I say that I think we actually played with quite a lot of nervous energy for a lot of the game until we got the second goal. But what I guess I'm saying is in the result of the game, getting that first goal was really, really important. We know we've struggled to score goals recently. So to get a goal um, in the magnitude that we did with the two players combining Fleming and Bradshaw, we need them to be back in the in the goals for us to, for us to get into the top six. And I think that was absolutely key. Um, and Fleming and Bradshaw were a number of some big, big, big performances that I'll get into throughout the course of this video. Um, and then the third point was it's in our hands still. We've got four games to play. We're sitting in fifth and it's still in our hands. For me, I think another seven points will do it. Um, we 
I'm pretty sure seven points will do it because it basically mean that teams have got to get at least ten points from uh, four games, which I just can't see happening. Um, I think the ones to watch, given the fixtures, are probably Coventry, um, and I would never rule out West Brom. They got a game in hand on others, and I think that they could still make a late charge towards the playoffs. They're not too far behind, especially if they win their game in hand. But I think it is against it's against Burnley of Sheffield United, so it's not an easy one. So we're fifth in the table, four games to go. Birmingham's massive and we need to make sure everyone is down there on the then Tuesday night. It's an absolute pain in the arse for work, but just get down there. Get yourself down there and let's make it a fortress once again and get that game won. Because we win that game, we then need to get four points from three games, in my opinion. So it's massive. And then added on from that, which is my third, like part of my third and final point, is obviously we've, throughout the course of the season, <clears throat> there's been sort of some negativity towards some of the players uh, Ollie Burke is the latest one George Long Murray Wallace has come in for a bit of criticism um, Vogel Samar you know quite a few players have, have, have come in for criticism um, and at times Raul has but Eva, the players are not as shit as we all well, I say we obviously uh, everyone's got their own opinion either the players aren't as shit as people think they are or they are and Raul it is just a saviour or, actually, we've got an half-decent team that is not particularly pretty in the eye, but are effective at what they do. And whilst other teams will play better football, dare I say, other teams probably got a lot better players, but we're effective at what we do. We're good at what we do. We're good at what we're good at. Uh, and I think yesterday epitomises that. It was a team that was set up fairly well. Uh, we only had, I think, 30-35% possession but we still created the same amount of opportunities they did. And they had double passes. It doesn't matter. We took, we, we created opportunities and we took them. And I think the players and Rowett deserve a lot of credit for that. There was a lot of resilient defending. Um, and again, we've got more injuries keep coming and we still keep finding a way to win, which was all that mattered yesterday. So they're my key three points. And uh, now I'll sort of get into into the game. So um, the starting lineup. The starting lineup was... Um, well, there was there was one change which was enforced, which was George Honeyman, who I believe is out for the rest of the season, which is a shame because whilst I think he doesn't offer the most going forwards, I think he's really key in the way that we defend from the front, and he's he's um, he, I think he brings a lot to the team with his energy, his work rate, and um, the way in which he sort of applies himself and the way he can sort of be use his sort of experience to to to, to win. Uh, sort of moments in game so he will be a miss but um, the change was Vogel Sammer coming in for um, for him obviously there was a lot of calls for SA to start he didn't um, and ultimately the manager lives and dies by his decisions and um, I, I actually think Vogel Sammer was poor yesterday I'll go on to that in my ratings but ultimately we win the game in the week I did say I would have liked to have seen a bit of a freshening up um, somewhere else and I sort of reference the the fullbacks, and um, I actually think an enforced change that I'll come on to in a moment after about eleven minutes was key in the outcome of the game. But that was our team, and then for Preston, um, it's a good team. It is a good team they've got. You know, Potts and Brady down the flanks are really good players. They've uh, contributed a lot of goals and assists, especially in their last sort of five or six games. But uh, Daniel Johnson has always been a good player at this level. I think one season a couple of years ago he got almost twenty goals. Um, Brown was out for them so Johnson took the armband 
Um, and they've also got uh, Josh Onamun, who I thought was uh, really good actually in the game yesterday. Good player, signing one of three from Fulham, great bit of business in January. Um, and then, you know, Troy Parrott, we know all about. And uh, the very, very, very informed uh, Tom Cannon, who um, who's, who also looked quite, quite, quite lively yesterday. But that was their lineup. So we kick off the game, and um, they create the first chance. It's uh, a ball through it, and, and, and finds Troy Parrott, and then sort of from the penalty uh, edge of the penalty area uh, on the, on the sort of right hand side, fires over the bar. And it, it wasn't a clear cut chance by any stretch of the imagination, but for me, it showed that they can be dangerous and they can get into good positions. And I thought. Throughout the first half, one thing I noticed was um, that Cannon and Parrott were, were willing runners. They were looking to stretch us and obviously looking to play against Cooper and, and Hutchinson's weaknesses, which is, you know, trying to stretch them and sort of run at them and, and, and do that. And at times they did throughout the first half. Um, but um, before I get into some of the more of the chances, there was an enforced change on um, around sort of, it was about eight, nine, ten minutes, something like that. Um, with Murray Wallace going off injured for Scott Malone. I haven't heard anything about Murray Wallace's injury and um, I really hope he's he's back and available for um, for Tuesday because I think we're going to need all the bodies that we can. Um, but I actually think Scott Malone was key yesterday in the outcome of that game and I think a lot of credit needs to be given to him because he's played hardly any football and to come in and give a performance like that is just brilliant and I'll talk more about his rating later on but he comes on uh, we have our first sort of half chance um, where um, sort of the ball's played through and again Burke does really really well after some good build up play I think Fleming puts the ball through to him Burke absolutely wrecked down the right hand side but he just can't control it and it ends up petering out and he's got a chance it's probably not even a half chance but it could have been had had a, had we done better with, with the control um, but then we get the goal and the goal comes from um, some really good build-up build play between Malone and Fleming. Um, I think Malone wins a throw-in, um, and then it sort of it gets recycled a few times, and then Fleming whips the ball in, brilliant ball into the box. Bradshaw said it himself in the interview after the game, where a lot of players are kind of distracted by the likes of Coop and Hutch in there, and he sort of goes in and sort of. Um, sort of glances it into the far corner. I don't know why I'm sort of showing you what he did, but um, glances it into the far corner. It's a great header, and it's 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 a it's a it's a good goal. Um, I have to say, I think if that's our goalkeeper, we would be complaining. I've always thought Freddie Woodman's quite, um, I think, interesting. I've heard Rubens is a Millwall fan, um, so maybe that's why. But um, I've I've always thought he's he's not the best shot stopper in the world, Freddie Woodman. He, he's he's good at some of the other bits, but. Um, I think he should be doing better with that. But look, we'll take it all day long. Uh, it's a decent header. And we, we, we go 1-0 up. And, and I always felt that then they now have to come at us because a draw for them isn't really enough. Um, and obviously, they, can't, they certainly can't lose. So I thought they'd come at us. And, and to be honest with you, I think for the rest of the first half, they didn't create bundles of chances. Um, but... They did create some 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 moments in the game for sure, and I think on eighteen, um, Onoma picks the ball up, drives at us, uh, gets the wrong side of 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 Sabsap, tries to get any can't. Onoma continues to drive. No one steps out, has a shot, um, and Long saves it, but he spills it or parries it, however you want to look at it, straight back into play, and then a superb bit of defending from Hutch. There's a lot of people on Twitter saying this is a great double save from Long. It's not. This is Hutch 
with a superb block because that's going in. Um, for me, Long needs to do better with the first shot. He might have been unsighted, um, which is which is fair. And, and you could say the same for the goal we considered against Hull. But I think if you if you parry that shot, you have to push it wide, and he doesn't. And for other than a fantastic bit of defending from from Hutch, it could, it could have changed the game, and and, and it was one one. So don't underestimate that bit of defending now. And then again, a couple of times, I think on twenty five they break through. Callum looks really quite dangerous. He, you know, you can tell he's really confident. Now you look like a confident team, Preston. Um, they do play some nice stuff. There's, there's no doubt in it. They're, they're, they're a good side under Ryan Lowe. Um, and I think they've got they've got a good team, as I say. And I think uh, Cannon has an opportunity on 25. Uh, they then have a couple of corners. And from one of the corners, wasn't quite off the line, but Billy Mitchell sort of hacks it clear at the far post, which could have uh, sort of been going towards someone that could have tapped it in the net. Um, then another chance where Ollie Burke, he sort of, uh, sort of defending, um, you know, uh, sort of running back towards his own goal. He sort of makes a block, but it rebounds back to their player, has a shot, long saves comfortably with his feet. Um, but at this point, they're all over us. And I think we look really nervous. We look like a team that knew we had to hold on to that one goal lead and we needed the second goal. Um, we have our own opportunity of 33 where um, uh, it sort of breaks the Fleming after some good build-up play, but it takes too long to have a shot. Um, and a vital interception from Daniel Johnson means it clears away. We then have a free kick on 41, but Bogey puts too much on it. And the game finishes at half-time 1-0. And um, it, was, it wasn't it was one of those halves where I was like really confident going into the second half. Because I think I I didn't see a chance. I, 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 I thought Preston would score, if I'm honest, after that first half. And I felt that um, we needed a second goal for sure in order to, to get to get the win or even get anything from the game um, and um, that was how I kind of felt going into that into that first half oh sorry going into that second half the second half kicks off and I think Preston starters they mean to go on uh, they create an overload down the right hand side of 52 the cross finally comes in um, it, 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 and, and it ends up in going into to Long's hands I think that is the moment when um, no no that was on 69 I'll come on to that so, again, they look dangerous. Um, on 62, we get into a really good really good position, uh, but we overcomplicate it. We just don't put it in the box, and we look really nervous. Um, we, yeah, we, we do look really, really nervous, to be honest. Um, and then they come forward again, and I think Cooper's booked for an off-the-ball foul on Parrott. Him and Parrott had a, bit, a little bit of ding-dong all game. I think Parrott um, went down way too easily a lot of the time. I think there was one chance where we went down looking for two penalties, one against Cooper and one against Sav, and they never were. Um, and then eventually he's substituted as part of four subs for them on 67. They bring an absolute giant of a centre-half uh, on, I think his name is Bambo Diaby, I believe, um, and um, make a couple of other changes. Uh, Liam Delap, who we were linked with, comes on for them. So they, they go for it. on. They make four subs on 67, um, and a really good uh, opportunity for them on, I think it's 69, where, again, the block from Hutch is as good as a goal. A vital bit of defending, a vital challenge from, from Hutch on 69 stops them opening uh, their account for the day. We then make two subs of our own. Remain SA and Duncan Watmore come on for Oliver and Vogel Sammer. And not long after that, 
we go 2-0 up. So, um, again, just want to sort of mention Malone's contribution here. So, first of all, um, Malone plays the ball down the line. Um, it, it was quite a, a good sort of lofted ball down the line, which we then win the, the foul from. I think it was, it might have been to... Um, couldn't have been, he'd, been, he'd gone off by then. Um, maybe it was to... Uh, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Maybe it was to what more? Don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Ball down the line. Good ball. That's when we win the free kick. The free kick is then taken by Malone. Up to Cooper. They don't win the second phase. No one's even looking for it. And that's where Ryan Lowe will be disappointed. And it comes to Zian uh, on the penalty spot. And sort of an acrobatic finish into the bottom corner. And... Don't underestimate that finish. It's a good finish. And it's it's not it's, it's not as easy as it looks. Um, but that's what we're all about. Set piece. We haven't scored from a set piece in a long time. Great flick on from Cooper. Doing what he does best. And then a, a superb finish. Um, and again, the ball into the box is quality from Malone. Um, he played a vital role in both, uh, both goals, uh, Scott Malone. And then the... Um, Malone, uh, his contribution is, is not over because near the end of the game, I think their main chance that he had from memory after we'd scored, because I think it did take the take the wind out of them and I felt we also relaxed a bit more as well. Um, Danny Mack, uh, they, they bring on the, the lad, I think, is it Fernandez from Manchester United, who was part of their changes. Um, looked quite good, but he come on, to be fair. Um, he, he sort of runs at Danny Mack. Danny Mack tries to shepherd out of play. There's too much of the field left to go before you're doing that, Danny. And um, he then managed to get round him, puts the ball back across goal. Um, and I, I'm not sure uh, who from their, from their point of view sort of strikes it towards goal. And Malone off the line, brilliant bit of defending. It, it, it really, really was um, superb bit of defending. And then the only other chance I think we had was um, good hold-up play from Bradshaw. At the end of the day, we're breaking now because they're throwing all the everyone sort of forward. Um, and then what more breaks? Um, probably should have played the ball across uh, the face of goal earlier because SA was free and he doesn't. He waits a bit. His shot gets deflected and into the arms of Freddie Woodman. Um, but after that, I don't really recall any other chances of note. And the game finishes 2-0. And I... Um, I think it was, as I say, it was so important to, to to get that win and to get that first goal. I think that um, they will feel aggrieved. I don't, I don't think there's any way of of of, of looking at it. They um, they they play some good stuff. They got some good players. I thought Josh Onama, particularly in the first half, was great. Um, I thought he was probably one of the best players on the pitch. All I will say is that he wasn't because Jules Sabo was playing. 
and George Savile was absolutely phenomenal again, um, which um, which we'll come on to. Um, a couple of key observations then for me before I get into my sort of player ratings um, was that um, okay, a couple that I've got here. Um, I do all this in one take, so that's why you get a few pauses. <laughs> um, I think that, so I've, I've written down here that, that Fleming won a lot of free kicks. I felt it was the only way that the times they could stop him would be strength and his awareness, um, which was, was, was key as well. I also felt that, um, that I think Bradshaw's performance will be underestimated by some because there were so many other really good performances. Bradshaw was playing up against three centre-backs uh, who were all a lot bigger and, 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 you know, every single week we pummel balls up to him. Um, and he somehow wins his fair share. I don't think he won a lot in the air yesterday, but his hold-up play was good. And he was being battered for, 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 you know, 90 minutes by three big lumps. And I thought he did really, really well. Um, so, you know, ever the winning runner, worked his absolute socks off and got his goal. So I think Bradshaw is um, definitely, um, his performance deserves a lot of praise. Um Couple of other observations. I think that, by the way, just this was poor from from David Johnson at the end. He's their captain at the moment, and at the end, he went to go straight down the tunnel, um, and Ryan Lowe had to sort of tell him to go over and, and, and clap the fans, which I think is absolutely shocking. And if I ever saw that from one of our players um, on any away day, um, I wouldn't be too happy, particularly the captain and a player that's been there for years. Incidentally, I think Burke came out at the end to sort of celebrate. Although he's been getting pelters from people, and I'm not too sure why. Um, so look, let's let's get into the player ratings then. So um, again, just to caveat this, just my opinion. If I criticise a, a, a player or a performance, doesn't mean I don't like them. Doesn't mean I do like them. I'm just calling what I see. I'm not digging anyone out. I'm not praising anyone in particular. And if I've said a player has performed poorly for the last few games, I'm just calling what I see. Um, and um, of course I hope the form changes so George Long um, he didn't make that double save uh, and I think the first save he could have done better with and other than that I think everything else he did routine some of his kicking was quite poor as well so I'm going to give him a 6 George Long um, Danny Mack um, he looks like a player at the moment that has not got a lot of confidence I think his form is quite poor at the moment um, I think uh, big big little Shaq will be thinking what he needs to do to get into the team if I'm honest um, I thought especially his first 30 minutes Danny Mack I don't think he he felt like he couldn't you know, even pass the ball five yards I think it must be a confidence thing for him and um, listen he's a superb player he's a superb player and he's easily good enough in my opinion for a top six championship side but at the moment his form is not good and I've given Danny Mack a five Um the two centre halves, um, I've given Cooper a seven and Hutch an eight. I thought they were both really good, um, but I've given Hutch an eight because there were two absolutely vital uh, blocks that are as good as a goal, in my opinion. So I've given Hutch an eight. I actually think at times Hutch was back to his best today. He's at his best when he anticipates balls being played to the feet of strikers and he steps in. He hasn't done that a lot this season, but I felt he did today. There was a couple of moments moments where he, he did make mistakes it wasn't the perfect performance but overall I thought he was really really good um, Scott Malone 
Um, I'm going to give Scott Malone an eight and a half. Um, I don't think I'll ever give out a ten, and I very rarely give out nines. So I'm going to give Scott Malone an eight and a half because I think you've just got to take into consideration the kind of position that he's coming into. He's hardly played any minutes. He um, comes on into a massive game, and I don't think he put foot wrong. And in actual fact, he was involved in both goals and a superb bit of defending to clear it off the line at the end to save us from a nervy couple of minutes. There's not really much more you can ask. The thing that what I'll say about Malone is he has got that bit of quality. He's final ball, and he's, he's a far superior footballer than Murray Wallace, in my opinion. And I think with Murray Wallace, what you, what you normally get is that he's a better defender. But I felt yesterday... Malone did everything that was asked of him. And for me, even if Wallace is fit against Birmingham, uh, Malone keeps his place, I have to say. Um, so that's Malone. Uh, moving into the midfield, I thought Billy Mitchell was really, really good. Um, he he almost looks like he's not been injured. He, he was he was, he was was brilliant. He, again, his fitness levels and the way he kicks the ball turning. And I think him and Sav contribute to each other really, really well. Uh, and I've already talked about that kind of... Um, not off the line clearance, but but very close to to sort of the the, the goal line uh, in the first half. So I thought I thought Billy Mitchell was brilliant. I was going to give him an eight. And by the way, I've seen a lot of people sort of use Billy Mitchell's performances as a kind of oh he's ten times better than Leonard. I mean, why can't we just say they're both really good players? Whether you think Mitchell's better than Leonard or Leonard's better than Mitchell, it doesn't matter. The point is, we're lucky that we've had one come back to fitness when one's gone out. And I think it's great that we've got both of them in our squad. Yeah, we don't we don't need to use this kind of Mitchell's better than Leonard or whatever. They're both ours. They're both good players. They've both got different qualities. Who would I put in the first team at the minute? It would be Mitchell, but it doesn't mean Leonard's a bad player. Um, George Savile. I mean, the guy in the last five or six games has been phenomenal. Seriously, he was the best player on the pitch yesterday by a mile. He oozes class. He is... Our captain, without being a captain, he's our leader. You can tell how much it means to him. He is just phenomenal. Seriously, I, I can't, I cannot tell you how good he has been in the last five or six games. Um, he, 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 yeah, he's just able to slow the game down when he needs to. My criticism of him at times earlier on in the season, he was too slow. He doesn't do that anymore. He picks his moments when to pass, when to not. Amount of interceptions. You know, yesterday there was there was a moment uh, on 78 where uh, Cross is coming in, Savile intercepts it. He's in the first one to head it away. He's just everywhere. Um, the, the guy is absolutely fantastic. And when you consider we sold him for 8 million or whatever we sold him for, a lot of money, and then got him back for next to nothing, I think it's a superb bit of business. Uh, and he's really starting to, to step up and uh, be... You know, a real leader on that pitch. So my man of the match, once again, was George Sabal. Um, then uh, Zian Fleming, I've given an eight because ultimately I don't think... I think he won a lot of free kicks, which don't underestimate because that stops him playing. But it also means that he, you know, that's how they're stopping him and that's the only way they can stop him. And I thought he was good yesterday. And ultimately, two moments of magic from him that gets the, the three points. So you need your best players to step up. And uh, so for that reason, I'll give him an eight and a half. I'll give Fleming an eight and a half. So Fleming and uh, Malone on eight and a half and Savile on nine. 
I'll give Brad as an eight for all the reasons I talked about. His effort, his running, he got his goal. He got absolutely battered against three centre-halves. And, and by the way, they're just talking about centre-halves, you know, even Preston's squad depth. They had three centre-halves that started. They've got Diab- Diaby, who I'm pretty sure at the start of the season, Preston was saying is the best centre-back in the league. Um, he's an absolute unit, by the way. And they also had uh, Patrick Bauer on the bench. So they've got five centre-backs in their squad. At the moment, we've got two. So again, it just shows you what we're up against here. Teams with, with bigger squads and, and, and more to choose from. Um, but anyway, side note. Um, Vogel Summer, I've given a five. Um, I don't hate Vogel Summer as much as a lot of people do, but I thought yesterday he was poor. don't think he contributed enough to the game. At times he was out of position from a defensive point of view. Uh, and he was too slow uh, on the offensive side sometimes. So give Vogel a, a five. Burke... I've given a um, six, six and a half. He was, he wasn't as bad as some people say he was. I really don't. And I feel like there's this sort of scapegoating monk here. For me, he was our best player against Hull by a mile. Um, and yesterday, anywhere between a six and a seven for me, I thought there was some good things he did and there were some not good things he did. I thought we grafted. I don't think you could say he didn't, to be honest. I thought we grafted. And at the moment, I would much rather have him over Vogue in the team especially if Honeyman's not available and then for me it's just the left the left that's up for grabs um, in terms of the subs Bennett wasn't on long enough to comment but what I will say it's great to see him back and he gives us another option when he's fit for me he's the person that plays on the left um, you know Bennett and Burke Fleming and Bradshaw for me is a really good front four um, what more in SA I thought both contributed in their own way when they came on, I thought Watmore was the brighter of the two. Um, SA looked okay. He, he, you know, there were some moments of real brilliance um, and then some moments of where he needs to just learn the game a bit more. Um, a couple of times, he always seems to do the same thing, which, which is beat a player, cutting on his left and sort of float over to the back post. Um, but I thought he was okay defensively, but um, I still am not sure if he's ready to start these games. When you've got a lot, when you're playing in, in such high pressure pressure situations at home, I'm still not sure it's the right, you know, the right, the right, um, the right games to be starting in. Should he be involved and should he be getting more than ten minutes? Absolutely, but it doesn't mean he's necessarily ready to start the games. Um, for me, it should be Watmore or Bennett that start on the left hand side, and I still think Burke's deserving of his starting place on the right hand side. So look, there we are, um, 29 minutes in. That's my take on yesterday. I think ultimately, I said this in the week, you know, um, my old man always tells me about a time where um, I'm, him and my mum had just, uh, I think I think they'd just started uh, dating and he said, we're going to Chesterfield today. And it was uh, in 1983 and um, what a lovely romantic weekend that must have been. Um, and we had to win to stay up. Otherwise, we didn't. We'd have been relegated to the fourth division and we won one nil. we stayed up. But what I'm saying is that that was before my, you know, before my sort of, before my era. But the point is, don't, those, you know, historically, we've been a team that has sort of bounced between the first and second division. We're currently fifth in the championship. And I don't really care how we get there. If we finish in the playoffs, Rowett has done an absolutely superb job and so has his bunch of players. But the size of the squad, the quality of the squad, it just shows you all you need to know about the resilience, character and the tactics and the way we're set up. 
Yes, it's not pretty. Yes, there are much better teams that are lower than us. But ultimately, we're effective and we're good at what we're good at. So seven more points are needed for me. Let's get that kicked off with a three points against Berman and they've got nothing to play for. But they have got flair players that will be coming and, and you know, with no pressure. So, you know, the likes of Kedra, Hannibal, they're good players and they'll be looking to, uh, they certainly won't be looking to do us any favours. So I encourage you all, get down there on Tuesday night and uh, let's get three of those points that we need so that we go into the last three games needing just one of each to get us there. Thank you very much for listening as always. Please do like, share, subscribe, all of that stuff. Um, I really hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend and I hope to see a few of you down there on Tuesday. Really appreciate you listening as always. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.